Hello, parents. I'm Jesse, And I'm Erin. We're librarians. We're busy parents. And we love podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to Adventures in Parenting. Today, please join us as we welcome back certified positive discipline parenting educator and parenting coach, Karen at Moon. No, you got it. You were good. You were good. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming me. back, Karen. Thank you for having me again. I'm thrilled to be here. So Karen is a mom of two teenagers. She's also the author of the website, blog, and Facebook page, Growing Through Coaching. Coaching. In this episode, she's going to help us um, learn about how we can increase awareness with our children. Thanks for having me. Increasing awareness is just one of the things that we can do to foster a connection with our kids and build a relationship with them. And really that's what we're trying to do as parents is to have that relationship. So as they grow, we're there for them. They want us to be there for them. We're in their lives. We're supporting and being there for them, that authoritative relationship that we talked about in the past. So some of the things, and I'll rattle off a list of of some things that you can do and go into a little bit more detail about some of them. When you're thinking about increasing awareness with your child, it's really about understanding who they are and how they see the world. They're growing up with different pronouns, with with different words that are acceptable, with social media that some of us never grew up with. And so it's a very different world for them. So getting curious, talking to others, finding a partnership with them, being open ourselves as parents to what is new out there, understanding the reality and then really like accepting their feelings and validating it it's okay whatever they're feeling or going through you can't you can't devalue feelings you have to they are and so we as parents can accept them um, and hold space for them so those are just real quickly some of the things but now I'll go into a little bit more detail unless there's any questions well, there's a certain amount of self-awareness too, right? Right. Oh, yeah, kind yeah, yeah. Like awareness, on, like multi-level awareness. Yep. And person awareness. And I think in a lot of these, you know, when you're when you're trying to accept the world that your children are living in, you have to kind of accept the world that you came from and that it's different. So accepting the past, you know, who was I? One of my girlfriends, our daughters are are very close besties, and we. We were talking um, over coffee or tea the other day, and we, I wonder if our kids would like us <laughs> when we were their age. Would our children be our friend? And she said that um, her and her daughter are very similar. My daughter defined her as a very successful student, and I I was not sure. a very successful <laughs> student. So I think my daughter probably would have been like, Aw, Karen's really nice. <laughs> we should just be nice to her. We can let her sit at our table. No, we're not inviting her to the party. But yeah, like, no, we could be nice to her at school. So I'm not sure if my daughter would be my friend. So I was a little jealous that my friend, <laughs> her daughter would be her friend. But, um, but it is like understanding who we are, you know, and being really aware of that. Um, one of the things, and, uh, you know, one of the things is you can learn what you're personality style is and learn what your child's personality style is and figure out how you need to communicate with them. You know, again, my daughter, I talk a lot about my kids. So, um, my daughter, when she was younger, like, a, like four or five years old, she was like, I'm fat. And I was like, you're five. Yeah, so right. no. Uh -huh. Um, and she's like, well, I'm fat. Clearly I'm fat. 
And I was like, okay. And just me telling her that she wasn't fat, yeah. right? Like wasn't enough for her. She has a very methodical data-driven mind. Wow. And we see that now that she's 16. So I literally had to show her like that growth chart on the computer and we had to weigh her and measure her at five years old. She this is what evidence. I'm doing. She needed the evidence. Mm -hmm. Exactly. She needed the analytical data to prove that she is not fat. She's not on that line. She's below it. She went, oh, okay, thank you, and walked away. I was just like, right, the way I communicate is clearly not the way my daughter right. hears, yeah. so I need to be talking the way she does. This is also like the love languages yeah. that we talked about in another episode, right? So mm -hmm. like the way I might show love, oh, I love you. No, mm -hmm. like that's not going to engage or pull them in. Mm -hmm. It's not going to build that relationship because I'm not speaking her language or my child's language or your child's language. So yeah, some good ways of like increasing our own awareness to increase the awareness of the relationship that we have with our children. The first thing I like to talk about is judgment, not having judgment of your children. Like, so don't go into, when you're learning about your children and you're learning about yourself, don't judge them. Be there for them. Understand what they're going through. Learn if you don't understand. Talk to somebody that does. Talk to a librarian. Go look up books. Go Google searches. Go find groups just to become more aware of whatever your child might be going through. Whether it's, you know, whether it's new pronouns or OCD or anxiety or stress, our kids are going through so much at such young ages these days, help yourself and understand what's going on and don't be judgmental over it. They're growing up in a world that's just different from ours. Right. They have different thoughts and different acceptable behaviors and different pressures that we don't have um, a, a realm for from when we were younger. So don't judge, just be supportive of them. I think that can be really hard. I hear a lot about like, well, when I was a kid, yeah. we didn't have that and when I was a kid and you know, and, and all those things. And I think sometimes people don't realize that that also is being judgmental. It's not just about, you know, those serious issues. It's even just about, I had a conversation here and we were talking about script, how kids don't learn script anymore. And you know, people are very upset that they're not learning this or, you know, not learning it to the degree that we learned it. And then you just have to kind of look inward and be like, well, why is that important in mm -hmm. the world that they're living in now? You know, and why does this matter so much to me? Is it just because I did it, so I want them to do it? Like, why wouldn't I want them to be adapted to the world that they actually live in? So I think what you said before about being open is the key to it because so much judgment comes from being closed. It's not being afraid of change. Exactly. Yeah? And not being able, not being afraid to say to your child, you know what, this is new to me too. Yes. So let's learn about this exactly. together. Because so much of what my mm -hmm. daughter is exposed to and knows at this age is like completely new to me or yeah. just things that I never yeah. had to deal with. That's right. At that maturity level, at uh -huh. that age. So it's like, all right, well, we're going to learn about this together because right. just because I'm mommy I don't have all the answers yeah and that's a tough thing for some parents to kind of say like they yeah. want to be the like the resource and they want to be like yep. the person with all the answers and you just it's like too much pressure to put on yourself oh my goodness yeah, yeah. So, but think about the the lesson that you're teaching your child it's okay not to have all the answers mm -hmm. right because we don't, right? Yeah. We're not going to know everything. We're going to come across a situation that is going to baffle us, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so 
I don't have to know all the answers, but now I can figure out where to go find them. Who can I talk to? Who has more answers than me? Who can offer some suggestions? Who can share some information? Who can I brainstorm with? This is all part of, I don't have the answers, right? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it's all good lessons and it's always modeling that behavior that we want our children to live by. It helps too with peer pressure, I have to say. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it makes my daughter like innately suspicious, like, well, what makes you think you have all the answers? Like, <laughs> when these kids come to her and say these crazy things, you know, she just doesn't immediately like follow what they're saying. That is good a librarian's her. kid right there. <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to cite your sources, please, nine-year-old, and explain to me where you came to that. Yeah. <laughs> you came to that conclusion. There you go. One of the things I use on my kids still today is, you know, this is the first time I'm the mother of an 18-year-old son. I see that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to know, and that's okay. So let's figure it out together. What does it mean that you're making these decisions? Well, I don't know. Yeah. And even when I have an 18-year-old daughter in two years, it's the first time I have an 18-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. And even if it's two of the same sex, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. this point, this moment, it's your first time. Right. And so no judgment for yourself. That's Be aware of what you are going through. No judgment for your kid. Right. Be aware of what they're going through. Um, part of that is also, like, get really curious to figure out what's okay for you and what's okay for them and building that awareness. So like I said, do some research, learn, explore, talk to other people, um, and listen, right? Your kids are giving you a lot of information. Too much. Sometimes too much, <laughs> and that's okay. Then you kind of go like, all right, self-care, give me a moment here. Mm -hmm. I need to process. I'll get back to you. Um, and then get back to them. But just listen and learn. Right. right. What are they saying to us? They know as they get older, age appropriate always, but they know what they need yeah. and they're going to tell us. I was talking to a parent the other day and, and she's, her son is going through some things, some changes in life. And she's going, just tell us, just tell us. And he's like, I need to figure things out on my own. And she kept going, but you can tell us, you can tell us. And I was like, He's telling you right. what he needs. Yeah. You're not hearing it. Right. And then when I repeated back what her son was saying to her, she was like, oh, mm -hmm. he's not ready to talk about things, is he? I'm like, no, he's not. And you const like you going, tell me, tell me, tell me. It's, it's breaking that connection. It's breaking right. that awareness. Pull back, you know, mm -hmm. give a little space. If you come after something... They tend to back up. It's a scary right. thing, though. Yes. To back off. Because yeah. how do you know that that, you know, thing that they're trying to work through is not, like, suicide or, you know, severe depression mm -hmm. or, yeah. That's you right. know, tough thing to kind of sure. step back and say, yes, I'll give you the time to sort it out because you don't know what's going on. I guess that's kind of where we talked about this in another episode, but that's why if you're building that foundation the whole time, you, when you get to that moment, you trust them, they trust you, and you can, maybe it wouldn't be as difficult to let go. Yeah, it, and, and you, when you're having that connection, right, if you have a strong enough connection and, you, and the relationship is strong enough, is strong, then you're going to be more aware of when things are kind of going wrong, right? right? Because they'll be coming to you. Now, you know, there should always be that, like, asterisk footnote of if somebody's safety is involved, sure. step in. Don't right. even think about it. Yeah. Right? right. Like, get them into a, a safe situation, of course, because you don't know. 
And sadly, very sadly, there are things that are outside of our control. Mm -hmm. And you can do everything you can in your environment and your children leave the environment, right? Right. So um, again, it's that much more important to have that connection and that awareness and that relationship building opportunities so that they can come to you. Mm-hmm. And when hopefully when you do, when you have that, your children will come and talk to you and go, this is not working. Mm-hmm. I tried. It's not working. This is where my mind is going. I need help. But if you're, if you're not, ha- if you don't have that relationship, they're guaranteed not going to talk to you about it. Right. Right. They're going to go hide and who knows what. Bad segue, but one of the things that I was going to talk about is giving them space. Sure. Right. So when appropriate, when it's not like a safety issue, a harm issue, um, but give them space to figure it out. And it does become more difficult for the parent to go, oh, I'm, I'm going to relinquish some control here. Mm-hmm. And that becomes really uncomfortable because you're not sure what the outcome's going to be. Yeah. And that's okay, right? My 16-year-old, she's, she's just not good in the morning. She does not wake up for school. I'm really fortunate that her first period class, her teacher is very kind and it's not a major class and it's an elective and okay, he's willing to be... He knows who she is. He knows she's a good student. It's okay if she comes in late. We told her next year as a senior in high school, we will not be waking her. Right. Period. Yeah. So, okay, we, we've trained you. We have supported you. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of on your own. And, oh, my husband's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I was right. like, oh, you're going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like, I will make sure you don't get out of bed and go wake her in the morning, right? Because she needs to learn, right? Right. So you give them the space on a lot of levels. You give them the space to learn for themselves. You also give them the space to calm down. You give them the space to look and see and learn from others. Oh, this is how it, this is what it looks like. Yeah. You know, when things get crazy and the emotions are running high, you give them the space to calm down and relax and you model that listen I'm you go to your corner I'm gonna go to mine we'll we'll get back together when we're both calm you take care of yourself they take care of them and everything gets down to a normal level where you could have a conversation and when they have that space to learn that's when they're gonna grow sure they'll learn consequences good or bad oh hey, I figured out that if I study for my test, I'm going to get better grades. Or I figured out that if I didn't study for my test, I'm going to fail. Okay. And we have to be, we as parents need to be strong enough to sometimes let that happen, which is not easy. So start off with small things. Mm -hmm. Okay. You decided not to wear a raincoat and you got really wet. Right. I'm really sorry. You know, you wanted to do your laundry on your own and now everything is pink. Okay. Not the end of the world. And it happens. Right. I think part of that, like letting them learn and grow, a a major part of that is providing them with the training to understand how to do these things. I had one parent who, you know, on that particular day, I was meeting with him and he's like, I absolutely blew up by my kid because he ate a taco in the back of the car and it went everywhere. And I said to him, I said, was that the first time he's eaten a taco? He's like, yeah. I'm like, did you show him how to eat a taco? (laughs) And he was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah, okay. So what could you have done different? He's like, I never even thought like he might not know how to eat a taco. Right. I was like, you take one bite out of a taco, the whole thing crunches. Uh It's all over the place. And he's like, oh, he's like, so he was was okay. And I, 
I could have done something different. I was like, absolutely. So again, increasing your own awareness of what you're bringing to the table. And then again, for yourself, it's like, who are you? Who am I as a parent, right? What type of communication? What's my love language? What's important to me? And how do I communicate so my child can hear me, so my child can accept what I'm saying, so I can speak their language? So know yourself, know your kid, know what your triggers are, right? That's a big one, yeah. Oh my God, if I'm hang, if I'm, if I'm hangry, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. If I'm, if I'm hungry, I'm like, now is not the time for us to hold a major conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just not. And I know when I'm reaching my limit. And I will say to my kids, like, I wouldn't say this when they were younger, but at this age, it's like, I have nothing nice to say right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to walk away. You know, at a younger age, it'd be like, mommy needs a few minutes. Yeah. You go play. Mom's going to go play. And I need a few minutes and then we'll come back right. and just make sure you're coming back. So understanding who you are, what triggers you, what, how you communicate, how your child hears and learns and how they communicate and what's important to them mm-hmm. really helps to like increase that awareness and build that relationship. I will say what's hard about, because I'm very big on communicating, um, but it is a little bit um, shocking when they apply the skills that you've been trying to teach them. Like my daughter now is very clear about you know, well, I don't want to hug right now. And she's very vocal about her wants, her needs, you know, in a healthy way. But sometimes it's like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> Not what mommy wanted to hear. Exactly. Or she'll be like, I'm I'm scared. I don't want to do that. I'm too scared. And it'll be something so silly that I'm like, you could do this. This is ridiculous. But then, like, I have to remind myself, like, oh, I gave her the tools to vocalize something that when I was a kid, I would have just had a tummy ache because I never would have said it. But it can be kind of hard to swallow, like, the fruits of your labor a little bit. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you're doing that thing. But <laughs> I wanted you to do, but now it's not working out. It's very inconvenient. Yeah. So to like keep going with it. Yeah. I raised you to be an independent person and yeah. darn, you're an independent person. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It does become difficult. And again, that's, that's kind of an us problem. Sure. 100%. As, as parents, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, oh yeah, they, they really did listen Yeah. and now they're doing it. And if it's something you really need your child to do, mm-hmm. For whatever reason, again, that's that collaborative approach. I know you don't want to do this, and now now you have to. Right, how can we make this Because sometimes we're going to have to do things. Mm-hmm. When I was an employer, I did not always want to go to work. I did not always want to do that project at that time on that day. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's things that we have to do. And again, teaching our children all of those lessons, even yeah. those tough lessons of, I know you don't want to do this. And I'm sorry, but finding that communication style that's going to work when your kid's 25 and they open up the door, like, who do you want to be sitting in front of you? So how can these bits of support that you're giving them, this increased awareness, you know, understanding where they're coming from, the no judgment, the getting curious, accepting the past, really listening to them. If you do those things, will that get you the child at the, at your door that you want? Can't hurt to try. Absolutely. What do you get to lose? That's exactly right. (laughs) Stakes are so low. (laughs) Next week, we're going to be talking about building trust. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. Karen, thank you so much for joining us. Um, And we will talk next week. Yes. Tune in next time for, as we said, um, part four 
of our five-part series with Karen on building trust. And again, while you're online, please check out Karen on social media at growingthroughcoaching.com. And remember, this podcast was made by busy parents for busy parents, and we want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at pmlib.org with your suggestions for upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.